0: dirty ugly wrestling podcast my name is dirty mike and i'm the big ugly this is episode 116 and i am going to start this so first of all we're going to introduce our long personal close uh all time friend of uh, the one and only hashtag no hashtag king of non-social media cm funk in the house already how you doing
1: Gow oh, man what an introduction thank you so much uh i'm doing good guys you know look looking forward to, to chatting with you about some professional wrestling, so...
0: Speaking of chatting about professional wrestling, of course, tonight we've got uh, all kinds of things to talk about. We got Backlash to review. We got Night of Champions to preview. We've got uh, Chris Eaton. He's my boy from back in the day, uh, back in the Attitude Era, the high school, college days, uh, backyard, basement wrestling, all kinds of other stuff. But he's got something uh, that he's really going to talk about. He's going to talk about the hard way. And the hard way means a lot of different things to pro wrestling. But that's going to be later on. But first, guys, I I want to act. x i want to ask you y'all question um have you heard the good news
2: about our lord and savior
0: well i mean <laughs> this is dirty and ugly you know and when it comes to religion we're not right we're not wrong we're just fans and I, that goes for religion too but not not that cm funk have you heard the good news
1: uh, I mean I've I've heard a lot of good news. What okay. good news are we what good news are we referring to here in this case?
0: Well, this good news, uh this is just shout out to so many people who have uh checked out the dirty ugly wrestling podcast over seven plus years over so many platforms. We just happen to be the number eight wrestling podcast, like ever I don't know but ever but at least at this point in time we are the number eight wrestling podcast as documented by blog.feedsport.com and that's pretty reputable because there's a lot of folks on that list we're in the top 10 we're number eight I mean you've got after the bell with Corey Graves as number two the new days podcast feel the power number three Um, you've got Wade Keller pro wrestling I mean Wade Keller for God's sakes he's been and he's no he's been in pro wrestling longer than we've all been alive I mean and then number 8 the dirty ugly wrestling podcast I mean this is Kurt Angle's number 14 we're better than Kurt angle for god's sake sean mooney it's, is on this freaking true. list
3: it's damn true
0: <laughs> it's damn true sean mooney one of my favorite and you know him cm funk you know sean yeah. mooney back in the day he's number 18 on the list i mean this is incredible that, that we, w, oh my, yeah. wwe's the bump caleb braxton matt camp suck it <laughs> No, I like them both. I, I love them both. That's number 25. I mean, this is incredible that we are not only on this list, but we are number eight on this list. And gentlemen, yeah. I've got to thank you uh, for all that you've done over the past seven years, especially you fit ugly, because you've been with me from the very beginning from that smaller little zoom recorder that had batteries in it. Um, we started off in the dark ages, but my God, God, gentlemen, this is great. How are y'all feeling about this?
1: Fit man, your show, <laughs> come on, you know.
0: <laughs> how you feeling, fit ugly? How 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 does this grab you after seven years of doing this?
1: Yo, I
2: I it, it made me very happy when you sent that over because you know as you, as you said we started this back in like what was it 2016? Oh yeah. You know I, I think we've all you know the three of us have done this just because we just enjoy wrestling just enjoy talking you know shooting a breeze
3: mm-hmm.
2: about everything so it's like to get recognized as like one of the top you know uh one of the top wrestling podcasts especially to be like in the top 10 um yo that's huge because there's a lot of goddamn wrestling podcasts you know what I'm <laughs> uh, there's A lot, like I've, I've looked them up like there's a lot of them and so to be ranked number eight is like, yo, we're we're doing something right. And so to get that recognition definitely has brought um, you know, a lot, a lot of joy. You know what I'm
0: saying? I feel you, man. And I I thank yeah. you for saying that. And I thank you for doing all that you do, fit ugly. I mean, we both kind of take the, the reins, reins. You know, we're talking about shooting, we're talking about reins. Uh, we're we it just wrestling isn't uh, everything. Uh, yeah,
2: but hold on, hold on. Uh oh. I, I gotta give you your flowers, okay? Let me give you your flowers because. Mike, you know, it's like you you pretty much taken charge. You're responsible for essentially like I would say all the guests that come on here, you bring on, you know what I'm saying? You are always the one leading when we start out, leading the conversation. Um, and, you know, you have the connections to pro wrestling. You know, it's like there literally wouldn't be the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast without you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we couldn't do this without you. And, you know, um, I just want to say I, I appreciate you and appreciate all you've done over the past couple of years.
0: Thank you, Fit Ugly. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Um, you know, and and it's people like, uh, you know, CM Funk that I've known over so many more years that, you know, we had that connection through whatever it was, GameStop or other mutual friends or bowling or whatever it might be, but it all actually led to pro wrestling. And, you know, now, you know, we're still in each other's lives and now he's one of our regular podcast folks. And same thing with JT wrestling, that's musical theater. That's, that's, uh, mutual friends and then you know being in the pro wrestling business myself EWA pro wrestling mcw pro wrestling acw pro wrestling there's like 10 of them I could keep going. Um and then just that world and it, it's amazing. You and I, like you said, just started off talking about wrestling and and just shooting a breeze.
2: Yeah. And, and and Chad like let me give you your flowers too man because it's like I, I appreciate you know all the work you've been doing with us and coming on a podcast. I always love your taste like our interactions. You know i think that in my opinion you know it's like you are the third host of, of the podcast you know whenever you're not available i'm like oh damn like chad not gonna be on <laughs> you know so you, you got us you know you've gotten us wrestling gear you know for the podcast and everything you're, you're always a joy to talk to.
0: I appreciate you. This is the Funkin' Dirty oh, Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I, I really am just a squeaky third wheel, but I appreciate <laughs> that, guys. And, you know, the, w- without the two of you really starting this off and all, I mean, there's no way we'd be, you know, top 50, top 40, top 30, you know. So uh, being number eight, you know, in the country, that's that's pretty pretty freaking amazing. So, um Uh, so congratulations to you guys and, you know, all the guests that have been on and all of, you know, everybody that's been a part of this show. It's, it's been amazing, amazing journey.
0: Thank you for that, CM Funk, and I will Amen. just back on to that. I know people don't want to, you know, feel us giving each other flowers, like, for the entire three segments. I mean, we could. but oh, we,
1: should.
2: We, we should.
0: We should. <laughs> this is called Flowers, <laughs> episode 116. Is, put, uh, it's put, all about the flowers.
2: we put a whole three
0: hours. The show's yeah. over. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. No, it's all appreciated. Acknowledge us. <laughs> That's acknowledge right. Us. We've been acknowledged, and we want more acknowledgement. No, I, I I just say that it's all great. Now, I appreciate all the appreciation going around, but I want to start just back on what CM Funk said. That's to all of you guys, all of you people listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And, I'm um, you know, I always shout out a couple of different things, but let me just go through the short list of where we have been heard of and seen to get into this list. Um, let's just go down the short list. Obviously, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio; those are huge. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google, MySpace—you uh, know, all over the world. Even as far as Japan, we figured out big ugly. But also other places like PodChaser and PlayerFN and PodBean. I mean, and obviously with uh, BlogFeedSport. I mean, we're we are everywhere, and it is fantastic. So. Listen to us wherever you like. You go back and listen to archived episodes. There's 115 of them already. After this one, it'll be 116. Uh, I mean, I just really appreciate y'all. And let's do it. Let's give the people what they want, as Excalibur would say. Um, Let's give the people what they want. Let's talk about, and, and can I just, this is what one of the things we're known for. We're known for tangents. Let me just jump right off, and I want to say one word to you guys, and you guys might know what I'm talking about, maybe not. Peacock. Who knows what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, it's a streaming service. It hosts the WWE <laughs> programming. Uh,
0: <laughs> the the no- the rumor <laughs> and innuendo about Peacock. Let's put it that way.
2: I have no clue. I, you, you're telling me something new.
0: CM Punk. Yeah
1: breaking news here folks so
2: all right
0: all right let's let's break this news um this this i don't know i don't know how much this is actually going to change the world but we're going to see so when i logged into peacock a couple days ago um sometimes you get a notice to verify your email sometimes you get a notice that something new is coming out sometimes you get a notice that says starting june 26th peacock premium will no longer be free with xfinity and possibly other cable providers that it comes with after the fact if you want to watch wwe premium live events premium programming you will have to pay for peacock on a monthly basis now granted peacock is not too expensive in the realm of what's going on with the rest of these streaming services um Especially HBO Max, formerly known as HBO Max, now it's known as Max. Fit ugly, just Max. Just Max. And I got to beef with that too because that's confusing the hell out of me because we yeah. got Cinemax. I but it. anyway, yeah, you hate it. I I love the I love the service. You got me watching it during the pandemic. It's great. But back to Peacock. Um, I loved the fact that it was just it came along, but with NBC Universal and with the changing and merging of management and leaderships. I mean that extra. Two ninety nine dollars to four ninety nine, dollars or if you are so inclined to get it without ads or subscriptions or commercials, $9.99 a month, this changes, or let me ask you guys, does this change the entire dynamic of watching premium live events with WWE? Now, I'll answer this real quick on myself. I'm still going to watch them. I'm still going to have Peacock, whether it's $2.99 a month, $4.99 a month. I'll watch it with ads. I don't care, but let's go with you. Um, Let's go with the first ever co-host of this show fit ugly. Now that you know what I'm talking about, what do you feel about this?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, You know, I'm a pay. It's still cheaper than Netflix.
0: (laughs) True that. True that.
2: And, 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 you know, it's like, I got to have my wrestling content. So uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, It's not, it's not that big of a, a deal to me. Um, the increase yeah
0: fair enough now cm funk uh somebody who i've been watching pay-per-views with for the last 20 plus years as we used to pay uh (laughs) 30 40 50 dollars and now for aew even this weekend we might pay up to 60 but we'll get into that later on how do you feel about this
1: um you know kind of news i'm kind of processing it i think you know obviously still going to try to find how I can watch, you know, uh, wrestling programming, WWE programming, you know, so I'm sure I'll pay it, but um, you know, it also depends on how much the old cable bill goes up too. Cause it seems like everything's going up in price and also um, mm-hmm. so it's not a surprise, but uh, you know, you got to kind of weigh those factors, I guess, for depending on what services you, you actually own and everything, but you know, end of the day, still going to sit there and try to find a PLE to, you know, way to watch the PLE. So.
0: Amen. Especially since, and since the triple H era, even, Um, I mean, we would watch them anyway under the Vince era, but since the triple H era, there've been so many good things about premium live events and how much they tower over the television shows, which are, you know, pretty decent here and there is, but a premium live event should be exactly that. It should be different from what you're watching every week on, you know, multiple programming shows. Um, And I think they're doing a good job now. I've heard your input on that. Let me piggyback with another tangent of something I just saw. And I think I might've mentioned this to one or both of you already that Nick Khan is open to the suggestion, WWE management open to the suggestion of not only moving Monday night raw to another night, therefore it would no longer be Monday night raw. I don't know what night you're going to pick unless you just plan to go head to head against AEW. Um, or happen to go back-to-back Thursday and Friday, but not only moving Raw, but keeping it three hours, and the possibility of Fox SmackDown going from two to three hours. Son of, uh, we've been talking about this for so many years, trying to get Raw to back off, and now, not only will Raw be there, but SmackDown might be. CM Funk, I'm going to go with you first. Again, rumor and innuendo Ah. hasn't happened yet, but... We're breaking yeah, saw, news on the eighth podcast.
1: I, I, I saw that uh interview too with Nikon, and you know it uh uh you know I d I don't have so much of a problem with Raw moving off Monday nights. Um, you know, it's a tough night, especially when football season's going on and things sure. like that. But I mean, you know, even though I'm a traditionalist, so I would always want it to be Monday night. But yo, uh, I was literally um, going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, it's been thirty <laughs> years, bro, but go ahead. Right. I mean and you know, as but the bigger thing to me is the three hours or uh, for SmackDown. Like SmackDown's a good show now. It's your number one show, really. Leave it at two hours. Like, you know, they can tell stories and everything's packed in there. Raw just drags and dra- drags and drags,
0: and they can't fill the three hours.
1: So uh yeah, anyway, that's my that's my take.
0: All right, fair enough. Cm funk, thank you. Bit ugly. How about you?
2: Yeah, I'm with CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk, I, I'm a traditionalist. And uh it, listen, if they move from Monday, I'm not a person that can't adapt to change, right? So if they move from Monday, it's all good. I watch it on Hulu anyway. However, the thing is, though, they have done this for it's like it's monday night raw like that's right. what it is it's like i can't imagine saying wednesday night raw like what right after any the, other night my raw. entire life i've only known monday night raw so so you know but <clears throat> as info said it's like if, if that changes it you know it is what it is three hours of smackdown that's a mistake uh, that yeah. is a mistake <laughs> I, I already feel like the three hours of raw is a mistake as you said we've been saying that for years so to then take your secondary show, your B show, and turn that into three hours, unnecessary, completely unnecessary. I don't even feel like WWE has as much of a bloated roster as it did just a few years ago. Right. With A lot of people like exiting or layoffs. I, I just can't see how it, it does not warrant, you know, three hours for SmackDown six hours of, 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 wrestling, you know, through the week. It, no. It's
4: and not- that's
0: just WWE. Don't forget about the two hours of NXT. Don't forget about, uh you know, they have pre-shows and post-shows for Raw and SmackDown now, uh, uh you know, uh, um, and they're all, all on Peacock, of course, and they're predetermined, you know, PLEs on Saturday and...
2: Here's the thing, and it's, just, it's the psychology behind it, too, right? You tell somebody that, you know, a movie is two hours, right? Right. Nobody bats an eye. It's like, okay, two hours. Right. You tell somebody, hey, we're going to sit down and watch a three-hour movie, that makes yeah. you start thinking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You start thinking about it. You're like, ah, do I have this kind of time? You know what I'm saying? Like, three hours is a long time for, and especially when I think about for a Friday night, you know what I'm saying? Like Exactly, yeah. You know, you're going... Yeah. What, what would it be, 8 to 11 on a Friday night? Like,
0: come on, man. Right? And all these logistics for streaming things afterwards, like you talked about Hulu, and there's other ways to do it. Of course, Peacock catches up with them too. But, you know, what I end up mostly doing, and CM Funk, you know this very well, I end up catching up after the fact and fast-forwarding through a lot of stuff stuff just to catch up and i'm not going to sit there especially after the fact for three hours when i might know certain things little things that happen anyway because the internet i know you don't know this CM Funk, but the internet just explodes anytime anything happens immediately so talk about spoilers and professional wrestling is no such thing anymore
1: well and 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 the other thing wwe has proven that they do not know how to book a three-hour show um i mean not consistently no just a recent role like You've got um, Rhea Ripley and Natalia apparently, you know, starting a storyline for the whatever women's title that Rhea Ripley has um, at the moment. And it didn't even get airtime on a three hour raw program. How do you not manage to find time yet you drag your three hours for three hours and you you can't fill it, you know, like, come on. So like they don't even know how to book it, you know, so uh, to do it twice in a week. It's just gonna water down the product and just make it unwatchable almost.
0: Yeah, so. and this is where you know we're not slamming WWE. We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. We're just kind of looking at it as you know potential customers, viewers, whatever you want to call us. Um, you know, and, and as far as our input goes, yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna change that dynamic as well as far as us watching the product, catching up with the product. Hell, we might be you know, content with watching the premium live events and we always talk about, oh man, it, it would be better and a lot shorter if they didn't put all these replay packages in there. We might need that now because we're not going to see everything if we go through three hours, one night, three hours, another night. Anyway, <clears throat> again, we, we're, we're going to keep watching WWE. We like WWE. Um, obviously, it's a big reason for professional wrestling and that's why we get to do a podcast. But um, hey, let's stop beating that horse. I appreciate y'all's input. Um, this is good, and we're gonna get to some things. We're gonna talk about uh backlash in a minute. I just want to throw out a uh, shout out to superstar Billy Graham, who unfortunately passed away since our last podcast. Um, this guy was an innovator. Um, there, I don't think there would be a Hulk Hogan without a superstar Billy Graham. There may not be a WWF without superstar Billy Graham. Um, you know, it, it was fantastic, and I know there was controversial issues back and forth uh but you know ultimately he's a hall of famer he he's a staple in the business and he wasn't doing he's, well there for the last couple of years but go ahead
1: and he's quite literally the first wwe superstar right like,
0: exactly literally so. right <sighs> it's not just a clever name that's you know that's where you know the entire third term superstar and also just the the a- activity of being a superstar came from he made it larger than life so, do uh, you guys have any uh, Superstar Billy Graham uh, history, stories, remembrances? Um, I know that might be a little bit before t- your time, Fit Ugly, but uh, what do you think? CM Funk? I feel
2: like that's before y'all time,
1: too.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> when, yeah. But when, his when I got
1: time into... was before our time, no question.
0: Right. But his cheek was before our time. But...
1: To put Billy Graham in perspective and all, you know, you you said it all right. You know, he, he was Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan. Right. He's the original WWE Superstar. He's the guy that they dropped this title off of Bruno San Martino to right. after Bruno held it for eight years. Right. So that that in itself should tell you how amazing and well respected and thought of this, this guy is in the wrestling business. Is Amen that he was that. the guy that took the title off of Bruno. So for sure. for sure.
0: Absolutely. Fit Ugly, anything about superstar that you've seen since he's passed or or maybe things that you've heard about beforehand. I don't know if we've ever brought him up specifically on the podcast but uh anything from you
2: yeah no i I don't really know much about him other than like what i've heard some of the older wrestlers talk about like he seems to be like you know a favorite of them like Mm. steve austin and stuff has talked about him sure so so i I, i've known about his impact on wrestling but i can't say that i've ever watched any matches with him um but it was you know it was sad to see because you know his name has floated around for for years and, and deservedly so
0: oh yeah and it's it's just uh you know glad he's at peace, no more suffering, nothing like that. But, um, you know his family has gotten a lot of assistance, and you know a lot of positive things been going around. So that's great. And WWE did a nice tribute on him. So, um, you know definitely a, a shout out to to Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, rest in peace. Now, um, to transit to something a little bit more positive, a little bit more uh, lifeless or lifeful, I should say. Let's talk about Backlash. No longer WrestleMania Backlash. Thank God they took that name away. <laughs> they tr- they tried with it, uh, but they, they, I don't know who said, you just, I'm just not saying that. Uh, and they didn't. So, Uh, We all got a chance to watch Backlash. Uh, Some of us watched it um, at the same time. Some of us watched it after the fact. I want to start with you, Fit Ugly, before we go into the results. What did you think of the show overall as a premium live event to follow up WrestleMania?
2: Uh, For Backlash? Yeah. Um, You know, it it was cool. Honestly maybe this is a bad thing. I don't really remember much of it. So I'm, okay. I'm waiting for you to start talking about it. So because it. it's like in the breeze right now. Like, but yeah, I I, yeah. I don't remember. I feel like I would have remembered having really bad feelings. Right, right, right. I think it was cool for what it was.
0: So yeah, it 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 was decent. It was manageable. You, there was nothing that stuck out that said, hey man, we got to talk about this on the podcast. This sucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a yeah. good thing. Because this, there's so much content. We were just talking about it with all the shows and everything. And this, this business moves so fast, and life moves so fast. And, and you get—if you don't stop and look around once in a while—you could miss it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But I mean, it's the same thing for me. Until I went back and looked at the results, I really didn't remember much either, except it was in Puerto Rico, and there was a lot of Puerto Rican flavor around it. But CM Funk, before we get into the results, how do you feel?
1: Really, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm actually. Comp- completely and totally shocked and blown away that you guys are like just like eh it was it was what it was to me backlash this year was the best premium live event outside of the big 4 that i've seen in in at least recent memory like it was the best show from top to bottom that i've seen the card was stacked the the matches were fantastic the pops and the crowd energy was beyond anything that I I've seen outside of a WrestleMania or a or a WrestleMania Raw, you know Monday Raw. Sure, um, uh, I I I I love Backlash. Like for okay. me, this is one that I will not forget for a long time.
0: That's good. And I think I, and and don't, don't put me in that boat. CM funk. i never said that. I just said big ugly said that, but that's okay. No, we're good. (laughs) I'm kind of in the middle. Um, because I, there was a lot of things that jumped out as far as, and I was, you you and I were kind of texting, um, while this was going on, there was, there were, there were, I mean, the Puerto Rican flavor and the fact that they seem to do this, especially with every out of the country premium live event, they cater to those fans and that's exactly what they should be doing. They should be going to places that they have been to in 15 years. They should be catering to the end and it translates over to the non-Puerto Rican crowd as well. I think uh you know, as soon as Monday night Raw came and it didn't it can it couldn't quite kick up to what Backlash did. Same thing with WrestleMania. WrestleMania night one night two were pretty damn good and then Raw did not catch up to how good that was. But well, that, uh, that
2: crowd in Puerto Rico was hot, man. It was hot, dude. That was crazy. They're, they're crazy. It's, it's like, you know, sometimes they get to these certain arenas or these certain places where you you realize just how much audience participation matters oh, when yeah. watching wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 And they were hot all the way through. Now, I had a couple of <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I had a couple of in, interesting thoughts about how they – Put together that stacked card you talked about, CM Funk, as far as yeah. where things were in the scheme of things. But let's let's go from the beginning, and let's kind of all in, and I think we got this. And now, of course, like I said, uh, Christopher Eaton, The Hard Way, all that coming up in segment two. And later on, we're going to talk about AEW and Night of Champions and all that stuff in segment three. So uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, do not go anywhere, but we're not done segment one. Let's start this. So, okay, this was a hot start right here. I wasn't sure about this match because of the build and the time for building, but this turned out to maybe even steal the show. Bianca Belair, the raw women's champion at the time defeated And she still is by the way, uh, defeated EO sky uh, in 18 minutes uh, for the raw women's championship. Um, I was not sure because of the build, but I could not take my eyes off of this match. And a lot of that had to do with that, with that hot crowd fit ugly. Um, so let's start with you. Bianca's your girl. I know this. Um, Bianca wins. EOSky Sky uh, definitely. There, there's no Puerto Rican flavor in this match, which is weird. Um, so uh, give me your take on this match. You talking to me? Yeah, of course. ugly. Who <laughs> yeah. is yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Bianca, well, I, I've hated her face run, but she's. No, I know, I know, I know. But, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, as far as the match goes, I do remember the match being really good. Um, and, which is funny because of, as we saw, but I'm not really a huge fan of Bian- Bianca these days. However, uh, the in ring performance, um, was phenomenal. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. A enjoyable match. Absolutely. CM Funk? Look, uh,
1: you guys know I I don't care for Bianca Belair. I hate the way she's packaged. You know, all of it. When you put her in the ring with someone of good caliber, whether it was Sasha Banks at WrestleMania a couple years ago or Io Sky in this case, and you get a crowd reaction, she holds her own and puts her on a show. Uh, I'm going to give her that credit right now. But EO Sky, she made her career that night. And I thanks, thanks to the crowd, but not just thanks to the crowd, her performance had to back up what the crowd was doing and, Amen. Even, and buying into. And she went over the top. And it reminded me of NXT type matches. Amen. Hunter and Trip and uh, HBK would let them do what they need to do on their pay per view shows or their big shows or whatever, and all and that's what it reminded me of. And the crowd just made it that much more special. And all it was just, I, I, I was blown away by it, stole the show in my opinion.
0: Agreed, uh, very much. I loved it. The, the performance on both sides, EO, EO sky got to step up and she did. I hope she does not get uh, kind of lost in the weeds. Now I hope they follow up on it and Bianca and, and, and they, they adapted to the crowd really well. They did not get fast or hurried. They kept their pacing. Uh, it was wonderful. So great way yeah. to start the show.
1: And it was a lot like Hogan rock in, in Toronto, you know, where, where the, the heel got the pop and the face got the
0: booze. Right.
1: And 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 they went with it and, and they made it work. And it, you know, it was it was fantastic.
0: So amen. Amen. Uh let's go. Uh, obviously we see the the uh the Royal Rumble countdown clock going. So let's make sure we get this all in. Seth freaking Rollins in match number two, uh taking on Omos. Uh, with MVP in a singles match, which again, we were kind of all like, you know, why and what the heck and everything. I will tell you this as far as big man versus little man, I thought this was uh, packaged and booked very well. I think uh, Seth Rollins sold his ass off. I think it was very much like a Shawn Michaels performance where you put him in the ring with anybody and it'll make him look good. I think Omos is the ultimate stepping stone in the WWE. Even though you can beat him, you have to go through him and it's not going to be easy i thought this was a great great if you want to call come down i thought it was a great follow-up to bianca and eos god let's start with cm funk this time
1: totally agree (laughs) that's that's all i got i
2: totally
0: fit ugly (laughs) i'm
1: going
2: to third that and say i totally agree
0: amen we're all on the same page good stuff let's jump out to the other one that was kind of like thrown together and we were all like what but um Number 3, Austin Theory, the US champion who uh seems to be getting pushed to the moon. Shout out to Cameron Grimes for being on Monday Night Raw, I believe it is. Uh or SmackDown, I don't know, but he's he's up on the main roster. Um <clears throat> Austin Theory defending the US title against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed in a triple threat match. No disqualification, no count out. Very short match, only 7 minutes long. Uh very interesting, but non-stop i think it served its purpose for um what it it did on the um what it did on the show and of course austin theory retained the title fit ugly i will start with you
2: i actually don't remember
0: anything from this match fair <laughs> really it, it was that it was placed where it i'm not to even be going placed. to fake it like, like <laughs> <I don't remember laughs> anything. fair enough
3: fair
1: enough CM yeah. um you know it, it was a short match i will say this though it it told the story the way it needed to be told. And Bronson Reed came out looking like an absolute monster in that match, even though he did take the pinfall, but he looked like a monster as he dominated it. So
0: I agree. And he was the only one that needed a little push up because, you know, everybody Austin theory is going to get pushed anyway. And Bobby Lashley, we all know who he is. He's a veteran. So hopefully again, I hope Bronson Reed does not get swept under the rug. It seems like they're following up on him. Okay. Match number four only lasted seven minutes. Bell to bell. But everything in this match was before and after the match. Rhea Ripley, challenge, I'm sorry, uh, champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, defeating Zelina Vega. Um, This was all about Puerto Rico. This was all about Zelina's entrance. This was all about the ring introductions, crying, emotional. Uh, This was kind of like Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania where they got emotional before the match, things like that. Um, I think they needed to do exactly what they needed to do in this match. It did not make Zelina look bad. It did not look re- made Rhea look bad, but it made Puerto Rico look like a freaking superstar. Bit ugly. I'm gonna start with you this time. Maybe you got more to say on this one.
2: No, I, yeah, I, I feel like with this match, it, it was all about Zelina and the hometown hero. You know, coming home. I think that no one expected that Zelina Vega was gonna walk out of there champion. But, right. Uh, as far as the match go, I mean, it was it was what it was. You know, I think the crowd was hot for Zelina, so it made the match entertaining.
0: And I believe they made it at least somewhat semi-believable that it could happen. It could, you know, the, I, nobody had any premonitions, but, uh, you know, it, they suspended disbelief for a minute. CM Funk?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I shed a tear when uh, Zelina came out and got that ovation for her introduction and, and everything. I mean, that... That's what that's what the wrestling moments are made of right there. I mean, you know, that that's what it's all about. And and the match, yeah, it was what it was, but, like, it 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 didn't do anything to bury Zelina, of course, you know, because, um, you know, we all knew she was going to lose anyway, so she wasn't going to get buried no matter what. But it made Rhea look like the monster that Rhea truly is, too, you know, because she played with Zelina, and then she was like, all right, it's over, and just ended it. And, you know, it was like, that's the way you book Something you know, you book an event. So it's good good
0: all around. Absolutely. And uh so we don't give uh less time than is desirable. I want to um just give I want to jump one match and I want to talk about the semi-main event, the come down match, but once <laughs> WrestleMania main event now turned come down. Uh and then what we'll do is we'll start segment three by talking about the other two main events. So let's just talk about um, the bloodline, Solo Sokoa Jay, and Jimmy Uso, no Roman Reigns anywhere in sight in the country. Uh, defeated Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn by pinfall. Uh, it was 22 minutes long, bell to bell, and uh, you know, obviously they all worked their asses off. They all did what they needed to do. Uh, a little more storytelling to keep all this kind of going, but CM Funk, I'm gonna start with you. I mean, was this the match of the night that they could have done on raw. I mean,
1: yeah, to me, it, it was definitely the popcorn match. Like I, I actually, as you mentioned it, I had to start thinking back in my mind. This was the one match I couldn't really remember. Gotcha. And, and it, the only good part that I could remember coming out of that was the tease of solo and the Usos kind of having some beef, you know, or right. having, it yep, all. Yep. You know, outside of that could care less about, cause I'm, I'm over, I'm over the, Kevin and uh, Sammy thing and yep. Matt Riddle yep. does absolutely nothing for me at this point.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, and this match could have been easily in the middle of the card, but I understand why it was second to last. I guess I'm glad it wasn't last. And uh, fit ugly. Let's get your comments on this before mm-hmm. we uh, head to segment two.
2: Yeah. So everything Sam from said. I, I think I'm. I think mostly what took me out of it is that I am done with the Kevin Owen Sammy. It was a great storyline for what it was like leading up to uh, what was it WrestleMania. Um, but now, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I'm over it. I, I think it the more entertaining aspect of everything is the feud within the bloodline. It's obvious that Matt Riddle is kind of just being pushed in there because they want to keep him close to the main event, but they really don't have anything for him to do solo-wise. <laughs> um, and that. so, yeah, and, and no Randy Orton around. So it's like, hey, let's just throw him with these guys and have him feud with the bloodline. But, uh, yeah, wasn't really for me
0: fair enough is what it is decent for what it was all right uh stay tuned for chris eaton the hard way segment two and then don't go anywhere come back for segment three where we're gonna wrap up backlash talk about night of champions so gentlemen uh we appreciate you fit ugly i'll talk to you in a minute and uh let's keep it going dirty ugly wrestling podcast heading to break listen to this great song We are back. Yeah. on the thank you on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast once again. My name is Dirty Mike, and
2: I'm the big ugly, the
0: fit ugly still. The fit. You're big and you're fit. That's what I like to see. Um. Anyway, we 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 talked about it in our first segment. We know what's coming up. We we got you all prepped. We know who's coming. We're gonna give you the big intro right now. We got our special guests. This is episode 116. This is gonna be a big one. Um. First of all. I'm going to say that uh, the first person I'll introduce, I know this guy. I've known him since he was knee-high to a grasshopper. That's what Roddy Piper would once say. But, no, I've known him for a long time. We actually had mutual friends back in, you know, the high school days, the Attitude Era days. Uh, of course, we did our little stint with backyard wrestling and all that kind of stuff and everybody's been through it once or twice do not try this at home no you try it at somebody else's house that's what you do um no (laughs) but no man we we actually we bonded that way we're blood brothers for real um and uh you know we we, we've stayed in contact over the years still got a lot of mutual friends um you know appreciate this man for being uh, military we appreciate your service all this kind of stuff but now we're going to be talking about Different projects, new projects, Reverie Studios—the hard way. Uh, we're gonna let him talk about all that. But first of all, Chris Eaton, otherwise known as Grimlock, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up. That's right. How you Thank doing, you, man?
5: Sam. I'm doing well, dude. And, uh, we don't we don't talk enough. I think the last time we saw each other was at a funeral. And Before that, I, I couldn't even tell you. But uh, good to hear your voice. Still got the uh, energy, the enthusiasm, that that hutzpah that, chutzpah that uh, I've come to know and love for the better part of 20 years now.
0: I appreciate you very much Yes sir It is It's definitely not enough And I know you uh, Frequent around The Philadelphia area You told me that And told me When I come back up there uh, You know we need To do it right And uh, we definitely Need to do that I mean WrestleMania 40 Is coming to Philadelphia But that's too it long is. From now I think we'll be doing Some cheesesteaks And beers before that
5: Hey I, I live about A 10 minute walk From 2300 AKA ETW Arena so, Oh uh, boy So if you're ever In town You want to catch a show Or do something Show your honesty. So let me know Every time you post pictures on facebook i was like i've I've been living here for like six years and (laughs) we're 90 miles away and we never see each other
0: yeah well we will do that we'll either come to each other's end of the woods or we'll meet in the middle we're gonna do that chris eaton ladies and gentlemen and uh we also have another special guest joining chris i I, I look forward to uh, knowing more about this uh gentleman but this is also the hard ray this is reverie studios this is garrett everybody garrett welcome to the dirty ugly wrestling podcast
4: yeah, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure being here. I appreciate it. Really great intro. You do know, I feel welcomed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are absolutely welcome, sir. And uh, Big Ugly Fit Ugly is kind of sitting back. Um, you know, if he's got questions, he's going to jump in. I know he's going to ask his favorite question to all of our guests. Um, we're going to figure that out together, but we'll get to that. But uh, first of all, um, Chris, I want you to kind of give us some... Background on what you're, how you got into what you're doing now. I want you to talk about who you are, what you do. You and Garrett kind of just feed back and forth, and then you know what you've done to get up to the point where you guys are right now. And then we'll get into the hard way.
5: Oh, great. So uh, as Mike said, uh, my name's Chris Eaton. I'm kind of the operations director for Every. Uh, with me is Garrett. He's uh, kind of our lead creative guy as well as one of the co-founders. Uh, that's left. We're a small um, LARP production company. It's kind of like a immersive experience, but we'll. get into that later um they've been reverie's been running larps for about six going on seven years now uh started in new orleans yeah it's uh yeah wow jesus seven years started in new orleans we ran our most recent event uh in new orleans and um typically we put on productions for anywhere between what 20 to 200 people a lot of them were spooky a lot of them are sci-fi but um we've done Things with um, nuclear war, uh, professional wrestling. So we're trying to branch out and stretch those uh, things creatively. Uh, I got into gaming hell back when we used to hang out. You know, yeah. we used to be in Joe's basement playing Dungeons and Dragons and vampire and crazy stuff most Damn, of the nights. Right. And then as we the get. Too rest in power joe Got um it. and as we uh you know get older i guess old habits die hard uh been around the world uh, went to a bunch of larps we all went to a larp together in poland uh back in january mm. and uh something's always kind of stuck with me you know it's it's action it's theater it's feels it's emotions it's excitement it's all the normal rigmarole that people enjoy uh wears on you but uh Eventually, I just wanted to start making them. I have a lot of stories I want to tell. I have experiences from 92 countries, all 50 states, two wives and four kids and a lifetime of heartache. And I was like, hey, why not? Let's tell these stories to other people. And the more you do it, the more you find out people tell you their story and you build a story together. And uh, Garrett, he's uh, been pretty instrumental in shaping me not only as a LARPer, but as a as a designer. So, uh, Garrett, why don't you do the, uh, your background speech there, brother?
4: Yeah, so I've been LARPing, I don't know. Quite a while. Um, gaming, you know, I've, I've been uh, sort of interested in the LARP design components uh, really for probably about 10, 15 years, somewhere in that range. Uh, and, you know, I I sort of went to all these other kinds of experiences and and really what I was looking for was to be a kind of a part of them, right, was, was to take away that barrier between me and whatever was going on. And uh, it, it offers that. And that's why it's kind of like stuck with me, I think, because, um, you know, oftentimes you, know, you go to something, you have these expectations and then, you know, at the end of the night, you're like, wow, I just wish I was, I was actually in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been running these experiences for that reason, you know, telling these kinds of stories and, and really trying to engage folks that, um, you know, never knew that this was the best hobby that they could be a part of. Um, that this was something that could really like change their lives for the better, uh, make, you know, amazing friends all over the world. And um, you know, that's, that's the goal here is to continue to expand it, you know, get folks interested in it. Uh, and, you know, with, with the hard way, especially like we feel like we have a pretty rich, uh, you know, chance to get into an area where folks already are invested in stories. I mean, wrestling, you know, large part is is stories. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what drew us to that whole, um, you know, design process. Uh, but working with Chris has been great. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be here with him and, and talk a little bit about, you know, what we do and what the hard way is. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, I think, you know, it's, it's, we'll get into them.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, that's fantastic. So, you know, LARP, and you know, I think you said it a little bit earlier, just for those folks who may not be familiar, it actually stands for live action role play. Uh, I mean, you can't get any more defined than that. And you did mention it there, Garrett. Professional wrestling is very much that, um, you know. It's it's a live show, you know. Whether it's on television, whether it's in front of an audience, you know, where you got the Samsung to Chris Eaton. I know you know about that. Mm-hmm. One um 300 and what was it 381 dollars and 11 cents something like that cents. Yeah. shit how about that um but uh anyway no live action role play i mean it, there's no truer form of theater i mean we've all done and you know at least uh know of it you can perform you know rehearse for two or three months and then you can go out and put a show on for a couple times for a couple different audiences but this is this is what i'm talking about you know do it and do it in front of a live audience whether it's 20 whether it's 200 whatever the case and uh, you definitely talk about the uh you know correlation between say Dungeons and Dragons of what we were doing, you know, very many games like that back in, uh, you know, good old Joe's basement, Uh, but also professional wrestling. And you don't want to talk about, we were doing that in Joe's basement and everywhere else, but I want you guys to talk about uh, the hard way. I mean, obviously the hard way come to known uh, as far as professional wrestling goes, if you want to talk about it is, you know, somebody, you know, going into a turnbuckle or going into a post and busting their head open for real, uh, AKA Brock Lesnar likes to do that. (laughs) intentionally on purpose but anyway um that's what the hard way means but what does the hard way mean to you guys and I'll let you guys start Chris Garrett whoever wants to start tell us what the hard way is
5: well uh you have a pretty sensitive theater background if I remember correctly We, we, we like to like to sell LARP I mean people have a maybe sometimes a connotation about LARP think about the guys with the the foam sticks in the woods throwing you know lightning bolts and things like that but um and I think that's kind of all our original intro, but we come to find out that you have some some dark, some sexy, some action-packed tales. It doesn't just have to be fantasy. We, we actually kind of bill it as like an immersive theater. And one of our friends, I think it was Johanna said this, and he goes, wrestling is the perfect LARP, because not only are the wrestlers LARPing, but the audience is kind of LARPing as well. Mm. So, because you know, everybody knows what's going on here. We know there's uh, there's storylines, there's personalities, there's, there's pageantry, there's lights and the music and all, but like everybody's kind of buying into this communal thing. So with The Hard Way, we wanted to kind of touch on all of that. Uh, 60 participants, it's going to be up in Charlton, Massachusetts here in October. We'll give the dates and everything later. Um, not all 60 of them have the opportunity to be wrestlers. Basically, you buy a ticket, you get a whole weekend, Friday night, Saturday, and then you know, it's over on Sunday. Meals are included. And you need a place to stay. We have some cabins. People can stay all for just the ticket price. If you want to stay at a hotel, there's one. Two minutes down the road, by all means, get your peace, your quiet, and a nice hot shower. But um, not everybody is going to be a wrestler because it takes more than just wrestlers to put on a show. You know this, Amen. right? Amen. Guys set up the ring. We need announcers. We need a Spanish announce table. We need a ring bell guy. You know, We need everything. We need um, escorts, managers, uh, the owners, talent scouts from other federations. Uh, the hard way in short is – the final show of a fictional wrestling uh, federation called the Crash Wrestling Alliance. Never anything big. Always kind of a local indie fed, and it's just kind of going out. So it's kind of like in a lot of ways ECW. People aren't getting paid. They're not getting the numbers. Talent's getting sniped. You know, drug addiction, romance angles. There's a million things if you just you know peek behind the curtain for a little bit. So that's about like the broad stroke in my eyes as to what the hard way is. Uh, Garrett, what do you have to add on to that?
4: Yeah, uh, I think when we we sat out on this uh, mostly we wanted to draw out the, the drama and and to put many different types of curtains right you know because we have uh the show itself and that's one uh sort of area of, of interaction um you know and, and certainly people are portraying characters when they're up on stage and, and other people are helping to create that show and i think most po- folks who are like interested in wrestling that's their experience with it um but you know them portraying these different types of characters like when that curtain drops and then there's an after party, right, where you're still portraying those characters, right, and then they're dropping their persona, you know, they're they're, they're dropping whatever their, um, you know, in, in wrestling sort of uh, uh, persona is going to be, uh, then they interact as just kind of the characters underneath that, right, so it's another mask that they're pulling off. Uh, and I think we were kind of intrigued about those different layers, which you usually don't get, I think, you know, is a chance to be like actually kind of multiple different uh, characters in one experience. And and I think with Crash Wrestling Alliance, you know, we wanted to kind of hone in on that. Like, you know, these, these are folks who are like living pretty hard lives, you know, like wrestling can can really, uh, in, you know, put a damage on your body. And, you know, they're doing it for almost no fame or money. They're just they're out there doing it because they love it. And, and I think that's part of it is, is really to kind of like talk about the love of, of doing something, you know, whether it's art or sport or anything else, because uh, like I think it connects with people, right? You know, you want to feel alive. You want to be involved in this world. And I think, you know, wrestling in particular has that resonance, uh, you know, that the stories are very strong. And, you know, for that reason, we were like, well, this is very rich territory. <laughs> we can tell some amazing stories with all sorts of different types of people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the the hard way for, for us is like, you know, this is a way to to connect with, um you know, why do people do things? You know, and I think that's kind of the core message.
0: Wow, I love this. This is, to me, you know, pulling back the fourth wall, pulling back the curtain. Obviously, you know, everybody tried to perfect uh, um, protect what was called kayfabe, especially way back in the day. But now, it, it's obvious, you know, it's known to a, a 100% of the world that, uh, you know, this is, staged and con- convention <laughs> and preventing staged and genuine and authentic. I'm actually going by the definition of kayfabe. And this is actually putting that on display and saying here, this is the best part about all of that. And this is all the little inter- intricacies. And this is all the stuff that you can and should you know, be a part of, because it's not just about one part of it. It's about all. I love this Uh, fit ugly. I know you're listening. I know you're muted. If you uh, just jump back in for a second, what do you think about all this going on right now? Pulling back these curtains, pulling back these walls. How do you think, what do you think about these, what these guys are doing? This is really authentic and genuine. I hope fit ugly is still there. Eric. All right. He's, he's come back. Anyway, he's so enthralled about what's going on. He's, still, he's doing behind-the-scenes stuff. That's what's <laughs> but, going
5: on. But no, you, you, you're you right. There's a lot of layers to it. And there's much more than what you see when you tune into Monday Night Raw, or you go into a live show. I mean, wrestling, professional wrestling especially, it's, it's an ugly business. It's, it's a demanding uh, business. Um, You know, there, there, there's substance abuse there. There's all kind of interpersonal relationships. There's, there's people getting dicked out of money. There's all kind of deceit. I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be, you know, back during like the wars days. But I mean, there's just so much going on. So the, the story that... that the Participants are going to tell is really limitless. You can lean into your character because you have to. You got to make that paycheck if you're wrestling, setting up the ring, doing the announcing, escorting for doing lights. But you know, you also we have other options you can pursue. For example, we have a character creator. Um, when you buy a ticket, you get a link to the the website, and you can basically select what role. Do I want to be a wrestler? And then you know, it's a it's a bunch of choices. It's like it's like a decision tree. Cool. Are you a heel? Are you a face? Um, You've been doing this for a while? No. Um, okay. Why do you wrestle? You know, There's a list. I do it for the passion. I do it for the stage. Like a shape. character
0: sheet for D. India, it, it, basically, it
5: basically is just, just <laughs> no stats. Like it's not about who wins or who's stronger.
0: Yeah, I, and who's throwing a roll in a 20 or not, you yeah, know. But
5: exactly, but like they, they get to pick their, their passions. They get to pick their weaknesses. They get to pick any kind of ties they have going on. This um is
0: WWF No Mercy on the N64, baby.
5: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Sorry, I'm going is. way back now, way back. Yeah, but um, it's going to be good. The character creator, um, we'd love to do a demo, we're not doing the video here, but uh, we used it once before uh, in New Orleans. We ran a, a vampire LARP for uh, 200 people, people from all over the world. We had Norwegians, Finns, was it Brazil, I think, was the furthest one away. They came in and you know, they, they picked all their powers and their flair and what they're going to do wrong. We're, we're adapting that. To this, Obviously not without all the doom and gloom of vampires in the mythical city of New Orleans, but I mean you're going to get a really rich character that you get to decide. And the biggest thing is it doesn't really matter what you pick because you're going to be surrounded with 59 other participants who are going to feed into your story. You're going to feed into theirs. You're going to come into feuds, You're going to get backstage heat. You know, mm-hmm. hey, maybe your gas dealer is hunting you down because you're having owed money for last month or whatever. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the possibilities are just dis- dis- limitless.
0: I love this! What a great idea! I cannot, you right. I know, I might have to make a, a trek out there on October 20th and get myself a a cabin or a hotel room because I I need to check this out, man. This Come is something up. I need to be a part of, brother. Um, hey, fit ugly, can you hear me now? Yes. I all was, right. All
2: right. My mama double called me. You know, if, if <laughs> you get the double call. You got to take the phone call. I'm sorry. By that <laughs> call,
0: my mom. Sorry. I yeah. just, now I'm going back even further. All right. No, yeah. but I know you've been hearing. I heard you call my but, name. Yeah, I was calling your name. Um, I just you know you, listening to the, this LARP, this live action role play, this this uh you know this presentation of professional wrestling in a world that's very much like uh, you know gaming and making it a whole weekend experience. You know, from what you have heard so far, what do you think about Yo, all this?
2: I think I was just listening to Chris now. I, I think this is super dope. This is something I've like never ever heard before, and I am I'm super interested to see this. Like, I want to see this. This is cool. Well,
5: see, that's good because you're kind of our core demographic we had some concerns okay like, hey, first of all people are going to come either a if they're huge into larp which not a very large community here in the states is one of the thing that garrett's tried very hard to kind of change the the gaming culture here in america but conversely wrestling is huge wrestling is accessible everybody has a wrestling story or something so if you're into one of those two things you're going to have a pretty good time right ticket prices are low um Friday, you'll show up. Um, we have workshops. We're an actual wrestling federation. We have a partner with a Focus Pro, who's out of Boston. Is that correct, Gary?
4: Yep, they're they're out of uh, we'll say like the New England area, but primarily New England like area. So.
5: We have a low boy ring. We're actually going to have a ring. Everybody is going to get training. Some condensed workshops, two to three hours, basic stuff, you know, how to take a bump, how to take a two-step into the rope, um, how to fake a punch, basically stage combat. Nothing crazy. We're not flying off and taking chairs and tables and everything, but you're going to get a crash course by actual professional wrestling trainers. That night, when the event kicks off, uh, Focus Pro, actually quasi in character, is going to put on a show. They're going to have eight or so matches. Uh, Garrett and uh, Ken, who's uh, the other partner, he's actually can't right now otherwise he would be on this call Um they've been to a couple of other shows up in Boston and they've been um pretty substantial good production quality but now I'm a great level of talent good charisma um, then everybody goes to bed wakes up the next morning and that's like the in character day of the show people got to start Setting up the ring, concessions guys. That's where you start dealing your backstage. Warming up. You're going to talk to another wrestler and you know talk about the match you're going to put on tonight. That night we do kind of the in-house show where we put on CWA's. Uh, I think we call it like the final throwdown or something like that. That is the main event. This is the last night you've done this for forever. You're new. You're leaving. Whatever. This is your last time to get walk down the walk down the entrance get into the squared circle one last time, leave it all out on the mat, and then tell your story. You know after that.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. This is just, this just blows my mind that, 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 uh, you know, again, I, this is the first I've heard I've been, I've watched and listened to professional wrestling and a lot of different independent organizations and I've been a part of it, but this is the first time substantially that I have heard this much, uh, go into something like this. And this needs to be. This needs to be told. This story needs to be told, and this uh, this hard way needs to be told. This all needs to happen, and I hope it happens more and more because I would love to see that that little demographic, that little part of the the, the country or whatever you want to call it, I would like to see that grow or at least be available to everybody. That would be uh, fantastic. Now, you did mention uh, you co partnering with another uh, independent professional wrestling organization. So, yep. and, and obviously, you know, I know how you and I have you know cut our teeth uh, in in the backyard, I want to call it, but, you know, into a uh, legitimate professional wrestling, uh, fit ugly. Can you still hear me? Eric? I'm still here. All right. All right. I, I wanted to lead into to you asking your favorite question because, uh, I want to see what w- what both of these guys say. How about right, so, this? Yeah,
2: so listen, I always ask this question. What was it like when you took your first bump?
5: Who, um, like first like legitimate bump when I was like trying to get trained and everything, or first bump just messing around ever.
0: You can first, you can tell both. Let's do both.
5: <laughs> um, the hardest bump I remember taking back when we were kids and and throwing each other around and, and doing crazy stuff. Um, I sent off of Shane's deck and put Mike <laughs> through a table, and I landed it perfectly. It's about a fourteen foot drop, smacked it through, rolled off of him, but I hit the ground and all of the air. Just went off and just went out of my body, and I laid there and I gasped, just like unable, like reset my diaphragm, you know. And I laid there, and people thought I was selling it. No, that was legit. That I, I was um, to the to the twenty or so in attendance. I was staring up at the sky, thinking I'm never going to walk again. Um, and let uh, me just
0: capitalize on that real quick. And a- being the guy that took that. I I knew what was coming. I We had it set up. We had it, you know, kind of planned out, but obviously, you know, we were, we were kids, you know, we were doing what we were doing, but as I and, I, and I tried to, you know, buff up as much as I could while you were on that table, while still laying there, trying to sell it that you dragged me halfway across the yard, but you did land that perfectly. I tried to bulk up with it, but there's nothing that can save you from, you know, whatever it was, 150 pounds, 180 pounds, whatever it was coming at you, coming through you. So I remember having a bruised torso and a bruised midsection, uh, but it was well worth it. Uh, you know, there, there was a couple other bumps later on that, that were even worse, but
5: yeah. that, <laughs> that the... was, that was just meat meeting meat and um, nothing good ever comes to it. Um...
0: I will tell you what though, the table was beautiful, the home Depot special Um, oh, yeah. because it, it, we didn't pre-cut, you know, we didn't take off rims. We didn't do anything. And I was laying right in the middle. You hit me right in the middle and it, it literally cracked right down the middle. And, uh, that was beautiful. It couldn't have get, couldn't have gone better and there was no major death. Um, so <laughs> right. no major death, no major impaling. So I didn't mean to cut you off though, but uh Go ahead. On, and, uh... on, the,
5: on the quasi-professional stage, uh, and I was training at WCWO out in uh, Indianapolis during my decade in the Midwest, it was the most rudimentary bump. It was a hip toss. Like, we'd come in, lock off, go off the ropes. I come and I take it, and it's just a hip toss. Do my flip, land on my back, do my break fall. Everything was perfect. But this dude had a... Good six to eight inches on me, mm. so he like really dug down from east of Jesus. His elbow <laughs> was below his knee, oh, and he put everything he had into it. And I swear, I didn't see because it we didn't have videos. It was a terrible school that. I'll get into that later, but um, mm-hmm. I went I went a good three feet like above ring level and just mm. went up, flattened out, and it was just like I power bomb myself and uh, I landed like on the back of my head and I remember um, my ears ringing for like two weeks. That was probably the hardest uh, hardest bump I've ever taken. Mm. Oh my, my God. hip toss, right?
0: Right, right. I mean, it's it's not the it's not the super bombs off of three dinosaurs or thumbtacks. It's day one stuff that's going to hurt you. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Garrett, uh, have you performed? Are you one of the, the wrestlers or trainees? Have you ever gone through this? Have you ever taken a bump?
4: Yeah, uh, I wish I, I could say that I had. I mean, I, I've taken bumps, just not in the wrestling arena, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, this is part of what excites me, right, is I, I never got to be a part of this kind of world. I mean, I followed it when I was a kid. It was a huge part of my life. Um, you know, and, and I really was kind of excited, uh, when we started talking about this because, you know, this is a, this is an event I would go to, you know, and then, uh, participating and actually kind of have that experience for the first time, you know? Um, and we, we hope to have like folks at different level come in, you know, there, there might be folks who, who are more kind of in the, uh, you know, aspect of not doing anything per se physical, but, you know, still participating in some way in a scene, you know, for, for those who want to participate, but maybe turned off by, uh, the wrestling but then we may have folks who are coming to this event that uh you know have have some wrestling background you know and they're comfortable actually cutting of getting in there and doing uh, a match and, and really kind of getting more physical um you know and i would put myself in that category you know so i i do hope to have a bump story at some point
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> but, after october 20th weekend who knows maybe. Maybe,
4: maybe, maybe, I can have like a, an honorary bump, you know, like maybe I can set it up. So that's my, uh, my lead out is, is getting a wrestle just, just at the end of the
0: night, you know, Chris, you got to have him take at least one flat back, man. I'll give uh, him a, like a shoulder
5: block or something. Yeah. You got to make sure, you know, and
0: you got to make sure you land flat. You got to make sure you land on the top of your back on the meat. You make sure you, you know, you breathe out before you go down all that good stuff. Don't get the wind knocked out. You don't, don't oh, hurt geez. this man. But take got to take a flat back. I don't know about a hip toss, but I mean coming from you and not Omos, uh, I think that might be better. Oh yeah, yeah, I
5: might be six feet tall. I'll, I'll be lucky if I can get him up over my shoulders. That's all good, man. Rey
0: Mysterio is a Hall of Famer, and he won't hit six feet in his entire life. So nope, Let's um, get shorter. Yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> that's what happens. The Mexican around the stomach gets bigger and, and the legs get shorter. Um, <laughs> I want to <laughs> I want to throw this out for you, Big Ugly and, uh, you know, fit ugly, because and this is Chris, this is actually uh, reminiscent for you. I, I don't know if actually you were in the house for this one, but this was on the Samsungatron. The worst bump I ever took was from our good friend Gregory Martin. It's over the bullshitter. Um, good old. I love Marty to death. Uh, but, you know, he was doing his actual training at that point in time to to become a pro wrestler. And I had not started yet. I was just kind of going by his lead. Um, and down in the old uh, Dundalk Rolatorium or the UBWF arena, I, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, he said, duck a line and then take a line. So I'm like, okay. I got. To, I know what side to come in on. I know how to give myself clearance. This is great. Here's the only problem: we weren't in a wrestling ring. We want a goddamn concrete floor with the fucking. Pardon my language. It's dirty and it's ugly. With the with the carpet that was down there in in, in the basement of my parents' house, which was not thick. At all. So I ducked the line fine. And then he actually you can see it on the camera. He's coming in for it. He he's like telling me to come here. Here it comes. And then here comes the right arm of you. Remember that meaty ass right arm that he had. And uh just kind of took me down. If I didn't know how to take a bump, he taught me how to take a bump with that right arm clothesline, and that knocked me out. Concussion number one. Um, and uh that was beautiful. And I think he came back a couple seconds later and tagged me with a right that slap underneath the chin, kind of like right hand whoa tater that that was on uh documentation from joe klonk uh, a long time ago i, just, I trust i'll have marty
5: it. marty marty is the sweetest guy you're ever going to meet the he certainly I, I, th- is. I think he's still a nurse he's been a nurse forever but the thing nurse about marty yeah the thing about marty is marty was a big kid he went to the same high school as i did he's always like a big kind of a pudgy guy and once he once he graduated and got to school we started like competitive like bodybuilding and weightlifting and he got he was the only one of us that wrestled with his shirt off and he was just <laughs> chiseled and um he was a big trying to think of, brick shit, uh brick shithouse yeah it was um he, he, he was a put-together boy yes. but he always felt so bad when he hurt you the thing is you, you could always understand that Marty never really understood exactly how strong you know he was and how <laughs> strong the rest of us were not
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it and we had some good times it kept us off the streets well kind of off the streets but uh, mm-hmm. you know sometimes it ended up in the street but uh, you know away from the bad part of the world, but this is great. Um, I just wanted to tell that. So Fit Ugly, hopefully that was uh, some good enough bump stories for you for this time around. That was uh, good stuff. Absolutely all right well i want to make sure before the time counts down here you know we're definitely going to have you boys on again especially after october we want to know how the event goes and uh you know we want to get uh, you know reviews of everything and want to know what you're doing next but for now i want to make sure you guys put yourselves over so whatever facebook instagram email uh phone numbers socials pictures points of contact whatever you got i want you guys to deal it out to us
5: Fire away gert yeah absolutely
4: uh, so one of the easiest ways to find out more information is to go to reverie.studio. I know it's you know kind of a weird web address, but um, if you go to reverie.studio, uh, showcase all of our, our prior events. And then, of course, you know we have highlighted the hard way. Uh, so if you go there, uh, they will, you'll be able to find a ticket link for uh, the hard way. Uh, the time, again, for when this is going to happen is October 20th through the 22nd of this year. Uh, it's going to be up in Charlton, Mass., Uh, and as Chris said, you know, ticket price includes, uh, food lodging. If you need it, uh, you get a a free wrestling show. Uh, you get to be educated by, uh, you know, real professional wrestlers. Uh, and like I said, you get to create a character and, and develop a cool story for yourself, uh, participate in this world. If you, if you've ever had any interest in it and maybe you were kind of sitting on the sidelines or maybe you've done it before and you just want to reconnect. Uh, it's a really cool opportunity. I think, you know, folks could get a lot of uh, value out of it. And then the benefit is you also meet a lot of really interesting people. You know, cool people have traveled around the world like Chris, you know, who, who have these stories. Uh, and, you know, it's it's kind of a, a great hobby, like I said, that you never do that you had. Uh, so I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's it's going to be an amazing experience.
0: Excellent, excellent. What about uh, Facebook socials? Uh... Uh,
5: Reverie Studios on Facebook, Reverie Studios on Instagram. Uh, we have a Discord uh, if you're uh, into that as well. Um, if you search us on Facebook, the links to everything, we always cross-post, you no know, cross-promote. we got some flyers, we've got some graphics. Um, we have a participants guide. Um, we like to call, we don't call them games, we call them experiences. And you're not a player, you're a participant because it's not really a game. There's no winning or losing. You decide You know whether you win or you lose. You, you, you show us the story you want to tell and, and drag your other participants into it but the participant guides up there uh the ingredients list some of the themes some of the topics i mean some of the available character ideas and all and uh if all goes well we'll release some the character creator uh after ticket the ticket sales are done and people can go in poke around see what's available see if they want to wrestle if they want to they want to manage they want to be you know in gorilla position if they want to be some backstage and if you want to be a super fan whatever and if you want to be that it's still real to me guy you can do that and if you can have fun doing that for two straight nights while seeing a professional wrestling show and then getting to partake in a quasi-professional wrestling show, go 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 for it! But everything is online. Just search for us on Facebook. I think it's the easiest. We post there a few times a week. A um, bunch of comments, a bunch of activity, a bunch of interest around this, and we really appreciate you guys uh, taking some time out of your week to uh. No, uh, help promote this. This is, yeah, this is yeah. Fun. yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: So. Oh, yeah, we see all this on uh, online too. And I'm going to make sure to share everything. I'm going to share, if you don't mind, uh, the hard way poster, um, that you've got on your websites. So if you don't mind me sharing
5: that, I'll send um, you a few if you like. Yeah, I gotta be. We, we came up with a bunch. Um, we tried to post, an. You know, you can never have enough publicity, right? they got to get out there. So I'll send you a bunch of things, and you can take what you want and splatter it where you like.
0: Splattering is good. I like that. Um, so, yeah, we've got a couple more minutes. I want to get into some fun stuff here with you guys, other fun stuff. This has been fun. It's great conversation. Of course, like I said, um, set aside something, uh, maybe uh, maybe not October. It might be too soon. Maybe November, Thanksgiving episode. Set aside that. We're going to talk to you guys in October for again great. for sure. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna make that note right now, Fit Ugly. October 2023 is the follow-up with Hardway, mm-hmm. uh Reverie Studios. Uh, we would definitely want to get you on the books now if that's all right with you guys. Um, yeah, that'd be great. So let's ask them some fun questions. Uh I want to start with Garrett. I wanna see what uh your pro wrestling watching background is. So what is the first match you ever remember uh in pro wrestling? And what's your favorite match, Garrett?
4: Oh. <laughs> oh boy, really really deep, you know, digging into the uh the memory banks here. Um, it's what we do,
0: man, it's what we do. Yeah,
4: yeah, you know, I was a huge fan of Andre the Giant. Hell yeah. So, you know, Andre the Giant always kind of, you know, it was it was an interesting character to watch, you know, he was he was just kind of a fascinating human being. Um and I I don't remember particularly what match it was, but I believe there was one where he was I think like really stinky drunk. Now, I didn't know this as a kid. <laughs> um, but, you know, of course, you know, growing up and then hearing the story later, as, as I understand it, I think he was really drunk. and He was chasing somebody around the ring uh, and might have been at WrestleMania. And and he ended up, I think, like kind of like semi kind of like dozing out or passing out periodically. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just just kind of like, you know, you would you would get into that fit. And then I think somebody kind of antagonized him. He just went into this blind rage. And I think the person actually legitimately thought Andre the Giant was trying to kill him um so yeah i remember this match you know as a, as a kid or a young young person and you know just it was amazing at the time you know watching it and then as an adult i found out more of the details and i'm going wow <laughs> you know th- those days were wild like that stuff that was happening back then the kind of people they had involved in wrestling like real real kind of carny stuff which you know is a, it's kind of cool i like i like that stuff that's really kind of like where my interest lies actually for for wrestling i, I like the carny stuff more uh, it's really like interesting to me. And, you know, uh, I got to go to some Procus pro, uh, shows. They've, they've got some of that going on, uh, really like, you know, scratched that itch for me. So
0: <laughs> that's fantastic, man. I love it. And yeah, that's the real stuff. You know, that's the stuff that they don't want you to know, or they at least didn't want you to know, don't want you to see, but now it's all over the place. And Chris, I'm sure we've had conversations about pro wrestling over so many years, but I'm going to go back. Your first, match that you remember, and your favorite match ever to watch, or be a part of Basement Mania 2000. I'm not being particular. I'm
5: oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I would say, it's probably not the first one. I probably watched it online, or on, on TV when I was really young, back during the... Uh, Saturday morning days, but I remember it had to be 8990. My grandfather took me to WrestleMania. I was like five or six. It was in Atlantic City. Nice. He, was an older, he was an older guy and he's an older Polish guy. So he knew like, you know, Nikolai Volkov, who, you know, was actually like a housing assessor in Dundalk, where we grew up, um, for, right. for forever. But um, he was a terrible driver and we got there late. So we missed most of the cards. So the first match I ever saw live was a uh, Rick Rude, uh an ultimate warrior. Yeah, and, buddy. And I saw that, um there's like two other matches. I remember the main event that night was uh Hogan and Savage. Yep. Um, so I think it had to be like um had to be WrestleMania five. It was. Um, that that was that was the one that I think. You now the first time I saw it live, of course, I was you know like eight nine years old. So it was uh, uh it was pretty crazy to me. Though the one my favorite um my favorite wrestler of all time was probably Mister Perfect. Uh, mm. Kurt Henning taught me. I hated him. Any time that I would see him come out, I didn't know what a heel or face was at that age. You know, and I got viscerally upset, like down to my stomach. And as I got older, I realized, wow, he's really selling it. And then as I got even older, I, I realized what an underappreciated talent uh, he was. But um, King of the Ring, 93, uh, him versus Bret Hart, I think, mm. was my favorite match of all time.
0: I love it. And see, this is why we we love getting different guests and different people, different, you know, because everybody likes different things for different reasons. And, you know, I actually started watching wrestling on television probably about the same time that you saw that first match live. Uh, Because that's actually the first VHS tape that I remember that my parents allowed me to rent from Drug City Video down in Dundalk, Maryland, uh, WrestleMania 5. And I just and I fell in love with the Ultimate Warrior character, but I enjoyed the whole thing. And then later on, when we got to watch it on the extended, we realized, hey, man, this was just really cut down into a a two-and-a-half-hour VHS, but this thing was really four hours long. Um, So – I love those stories. I love this. This is great. And I just want to say, Chris Garrett, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, seeking us out and, um, you know, having us have you on. And we can't wait to have you on again, November 2023 to follow up on the Hardway Reverie Studios. This is great. And uh, Fit Ugly, I-, I love these guys. This is This is fantastic. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll so, be
3: there?
0: <laughs> absolutely. And we're going to put, <laughs> yeah, well, you never, uh, October 20th through October 22nd, uh, you never know. And uh, uh, Charlton, Massachusetts tickets at HTTP uh, backslash backslash reverie dot studio. Uh, CWA is going to be involved. Reverie studio is going to be involved. Chris Grimlock, my man, the master of the grim dungeon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you, Garrett, thank you. And uh, we'll be back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right after this musical interlude. And we're back on yeah. the... Di- How do I not know that's coming after seven years? At the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the bigger. And we are back for segment three. Of episode 116 uh and before we introduce uh, our guests and special guests for segment three man that was cool i mean I, i've been a fan of pro wrestling all my life i love the concept it, i know right i mean we got to get videos of this we got to figure this out uh, we got to get to massachusetts if we can on october 20th through 22nd yeah. i would love to be a part of this man especially if you don't have to take a bump Right. I mean, exactly. yeah. you can you can do so many different things. I mean, you gotta check this out. Reverie Studios, the hard way. Man, that was great. Thank you, Chris. Otherwise known as Grimlock. Thank you, Garrett. That was great. But now back to what we've been talking about, uh, and that we didn't have quite enough time to talk about on the first go-around. So let's do it again. Uh so welcome back to the program, the one and only hashtag no hashtag king of non-social media cm funk. Welcome back. Oh,
1: thank you, gentlemen. Good to be back. Good to so long. have
0: you here. And it is Wednesday when we're recording this, so you know what that means. I know what that means. That means it's time for AEW Dynamite. And I I want to just throw this out there before we uh, introduce the other guest. Uh, Excalibur doing the little recaps um, of all the stuff that's coming up on the show and all the next show. And he talking really, really fast like John Machida, the micro, micro, micro Machines guy. I, I, Excalibur is up there with one of my favorite announcers of all time. Uh, I'm getting to like him very, very much. Even when they have five or six man announced teams, I want over doing all the talking. Okay, <laughs> and I want to introduce—he uh, he is back uh, on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. We love having him here. We love hanging out with him. Uh, the one and only J.T. Wrestling. How you doing, Jay?
3: I'm doing good.
0: That's good, man. Uh, I know you've been busy. I know things have been going, but I, I, I got a shout out to the Baltimore Orioles, which is one of the best teams in baseball right now. And it's almost the end of May. Uh, second best. Row. Are you enjoying the Orioles this year, man?
3: Definitely.
0: Good. Good. Uh, we're seeing some great stuff. Uh, there's a lot of talent, a lot of young talent.
2: Yo, we want me need to get back to the stadium. To
0: you need playing. to. Uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And this is the year to do it, bro. Uh, yeah. Yes. I was saying, I was saying
2: we, but yeah,
0: we, you mean all of us. Yes. You mean we need to get the sweet back.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Sweet. Oh, let's do it. Uh, we're, we're, going to look into that. We're going to pick a day. Uh, we're going to figure it out and see what we can do because we need to do this. Uh, <laughs> Oriole park has 50,000 or so capacity. I think the dirty ugly wrestling podcast needs to take a road trip. There we go. All right. So speaking of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast, um, we were talking about backlash a little bit earlier and we kind of ran out of time because we were putting over most of the show except for that six man tag. So <clears throat> let's go back to the other double main event that there was. And let's go back to talk about match number five and match number seven. Uh, I think personally that the match that was number five should have been the main event. But uh, because we're in Puerto Rico and whatever, but what, you know, we'll all figure that out. All right. So match number five was Puerto Rico's own Bad Bunny taking on Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. Uh, This was my favorite pro wrestling entertainment match uh, that I've watched in a long time. I got to say the match was 25 minutes. Bell to bell needed every single second of it. And Bad Bunny won. Uh, There was no question about that there, Um, but it it was fantastic. I want to get your thoughts on it first. JT Wrestling, I'm going to start with you. Uh, You saw Backlash, I'm sure. You saw this match. What did you think of this match?
3: I thought it was really good. I think he's one of the best entertainers to um, go into the wrestling ring and actually wrestle. Or fight more to the point, but he was good.
0: Absolutely. And how about that crowd? You do did you enjoy the crowd in Puerto Rico?
3: Oh, yeah, the crowd was nuts.
0: Crowd was nuts. Uh fit ugly, your turn. Uh, I want you to go <laughs> in. What did you think about Bad Bunny? what did you think about Danny and Priest? Yo,
2: as soon as I can saw Bad Bunny coming out looking looking strong, you know what I'm saying? He had the strong walk going on. I knew this was gonna be good, and uh it didn't disappoint, you know. I think that wwe in general has hit the jackpot when it comes to bad bunny and logan paul mm. they're some of the two best probably non-wrestling performers that they've ever had um and, and you know maybe it's just the evolution of you know the the training and everything that that wwe is able to do now with some of these non-wrestlers but this match in particular really good really entertaining i, I agree with everything uh you and jt wrestler said um you know, should have been the main event, probably, especially because of how hot the crowd was. But yeah, you know, I understand why it wasn't.
0: I, I, yeah. I mean, after the main event happened, I understand a little bit more. What but i I mean, this is this is Puerto Rico. You want to have your Puerto Rico guy in the main event, like Drew McIntyre, main event Clash at the Castle. Obviously, it was for the for the title or whatever, but I mean, that that was your guy in your country. That's what you need to do. Uh, the, the guys in the main event, none of them had anything to do with Puerto Rico, so you need to put one of your Puerto Rican uh things in the main event that's just my opinion especially when all the hype was behind that match but anyway um more to the point cm funk what would you think about bad bunny what would you think about damian priest and what did you think about all the extracurricular activity that Uh, happened towards the end
1: you know i i i will and i i think i texted you this but i will always spit in the face of people that want to be cool that's (laughs) all
3: that's all (laughs) i have to say
1: you could have brought Carlito out and not even had a match and I would have popped like crazy. So, um, so I, I was all, all over it. I mean, it was fantastic. It was, that was sports entertainment at its absolute pinnacle.
0: So. Amen. And I I mean, the pop was so loud. I did not even hear the beginning of Carlito's music. Uh and, and then when I saw him coming out of the ramplay looking all jacked, and he actually had the apple this time and he actually spit it this time. But I mean, Carlito looking good, boy. He, he Dude, looked good. He he,
1: right? he he took a bite of that apple, and then it took like five minutes before they got around <laughs> to the part where he actually spit it. It was fantastic. So. Oh,
0: and, and, and I tell you what, I mean, I know Carlito came back in the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago, and I popped like crazy for that. But I mean, this is that, that was perfect. And, and, uh, you know, Savio Vega, I mean, I was hoping he was going to pull out the, you know, the Caribbean strap. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was wishing a little too much, but I mean, it was cool to see him get out there and, and, and get involved and all the LWO. I mean, this whole thing, man, Judgment Day, beautiful. I mean, this was, this was a pro wrestling, this was a WWE entertainment spectacular. Uh, A plus across the board, 100% now let's talk about the actual main event of the show we and... just did oh, I, yeah, thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you let's talk about the seventh match on the car <laughs> let's talk about that um yeah yeah that's what i that's what i thought too um so the one and only being pushed to the moon cody Rhodes, uh being set to take over at some point for some reason i i don't know when i don't know how but Uh, going against Brock Lesnar, who is the ultimate, uh, you know, main event kind of guy doesn't matter where he is on the card. You know, this is a main event match. Um, it, it, I, and I'll just get this out of the way first. I thought it was a good match. Uh, the match only lasted bell to bell 10 minutes. That's all they needed. Uh, you know, but I like the story that was told, especially how it ended. Uh, you know, Cody won with a pro wrestling move, and now they're going into a fight at night of champions, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but let's talk about we we talked about the hard way a lot, big ugly, in the last segment. Let's talk about the hard way this time. Ooh. Um, dude, I I looked, I went back and watched, I tried to find it. I, I did not see Brock you know, take it upon himself. I saw him actually, he knows how to take a post or take a turnbuckle and rip his head open. That's what I know. Um, so bro, uh, let's start with you. I said, fit ugly. Let's start with you. What'd you think about the match, the ending, the blood, the place on the card? What do you got?
2: Uh, the place on the card. I mean, it's easy. I understand why it's number. One. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar, as you said, and it's Kobe Rhodes who is being brought back to main, you know, event talent. Um, I don't remember the blood. Can somebody jump? Like what, what,
1: uh, who was bleeding Brock. Brock? He, he, he took a, he got sent into the middle turnbuckle that had been exposed and he actually hit the turnbuckle and busted his, uh, um, busted himself open on the forehead and you can still see it on uh raw. He's still got the big gash and everything from it. Healed. Damn. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. okay.
0: But that, that was kind of towards the end. Um, you know, it didn't last all that all that long, but it was yeah. it was definitely a mess and impossible. I mean, it, obviously they it could have cleaned it up when running a backstage promo. But um, so, other than the blood that you don't remember, you you, you obviously you know you know why it was a main event. Yeah, Did, it was a Brock Lesnar match. You it know, was a Brock.
2: It was a Brock Lesnar match. You know, yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing else to describe as Brock Lesnar match, which means that it usually falls somewhere between like you know fairly good to like really good. So. You know, I, I I didn't mind it at all. Um, I thought the finish was what needed to be. It was cool.
0: Yeah. And I like Cody having to go through uh huge obstacles. I expect him to face Omos next, but uh I, I just I, I don't know. He seems to be like earning his strikes physically to earn that main event spot that eventually they're gonna give him somewhere. Uh CM Funk, let's go to you. What did you think about all this?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a consensus it shouldn't have been the last match on that card being in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, but the match itself, like, you know, I think it did what it was set out to do, which is to make Cody <laughs> earn his his next title shot at Roman or, you know, whoever it might be, whatever. Um, and, you know, and, and him and Brock, I actually kind of enjoy the story, you know, with the two of them. And, um, you know, it, I mean, because you Honestly, who else are you gonna have Cody face in order to really, you know, build up his his uh
0: stature and stuff before he faces Roman again? So right. Right. JT Wrestling, what about you?
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. Um it was I agree with every what everyone's saying.
0: Gotcha. So uh now let's uh let's transition. Obviously that was uh backlash. And that transitions over into what's going to be happening uh, not too long after this is being recorded, which is Night of Champions um, Memorial Day weekend. And obviously we're going to when next time we come back, uh, we're going to talk about that and then we're going to preview Money in the Bank next time. Um, But uh, so let's just lead that over with the main event coming in. So now one of the three main events now there's a triple main event. I don't know. To me, main event is main event. You got to pick one. But. Regardless. Anyway, I'm a I'm a traditionalist. So now you got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. It has not been slated as any kind of a, you know, a specialty match. Not yet, anyway, but it's supposed to be a fight. So one of two things is gonna happen. Um, I don't think they're gonna, you know, market it as anything else at this point in time. I think, you know, there's gonna be a beatdown. I think, you know, if it's gonna be a straight up singles match, I think it should end in a disqualification. Um You know, because they need to further this further. I mean, it's not over. You know, they can get one more out of this, I think. Um, I know Saudi Arabia likes to have the big guns on hand. Obviously, Brock Lesnar is one of them. Um, So, I don't see this ending over there. Uh, So, I I don't know. That's just personally me. I don't see a winner. Um, Let's start with... uh, Let's go backwards this time. Let's start with JT Wrestling. Uh, Do you see a winner out of this match? And if you do, who's it going to be?
3: I have a feeling... Going exactly what you said, just going like disqualification, and I see it going Brock's way, disqualification wise,
0: right? So that they kind of have like Cody 1 1, Brock 1 mm-hmm. 1, even if it's disqualification, and they got to go again at some yes. point, Okay, I feel you, I feel you. Fit mm-hmm. ugly, mm-hmm. E Rock. What do you think?
2: Yes, uh. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Tell me your It's all
0: right. Uh, Brock, <laughs> Brock or Cody at Night of Champions, who do you think is going to win? Is there going to be a winner? Is it going to be a fight? Is it going to be a, a, a schmoz? Is it going to be a disqualification? What do you think?
2: I'm going to go with another. I'm going to go with uh, – I think it's a schmoz. I think they wait until the third one, yeah, and then Cody wins.
0: Okay. I feel you. I don't. I don't. I don't see Brock going back to back losing. Uh, you know, it just kind of. but if there's a reason for it, if it's done constructively, but I see what you're saying. Uh, CM Funk.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I I don't have a feeling on this at all. So, no feeling. Um, yeah, no feeling. Um, you know, I'm enjoying the Cody and uh and Brock deal and story, but, um. I, I just don't know where the matches go, you know, going forward. You know, with Cody winning the first one, you know, he, he no longer has to, you know, climb the mountain, right. so to speak. Right. You know, so um, so you're probably right. It probably goes to a finish, but um, you know, but otherwise, not really sure.
0: Okay, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, they they have uh, some creative people back there behind the scenes, so. We will see. Uh, Hopefully, Cody does not get hurt or injured again. It looked like there was a fight on Monday Night Raw that happened backstage, uh, and it looked like Brock was taking some liberties there with Cody. Um, So I really don't want Cody to get hurt for real. They need to protect him, uh, especially if he is there every week investment. Um, So we will see how that goes out. Let's go back to Night of Champions. Let's go to the rest of the card. Um, Seven matches announced so far. That seems to be their average for a regular premium live event. Um, so in a singles match, uh, Becky Lynch as the face versus Trish Stratus as the heel. Thank you, Trish. Um, because everybody needs to thank Trish. Uh, and obviously this is being built up because, uh, you know, it was Trish and Becky and Lita and Trish turned on everybody and Trish turned heel. So Trish is now on a short-term heel run, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, um, no title implications. I don't know. No no stipulations for the match. Uh, CM Funk, let's start with you. Do you care? And if you do, who wins?
1: You know, I want to care. I just don't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I, You know, I, I understand why they're doing this match at Night of Champions because it's in Saudi Arabia or whatever. But to me, this is a match they should have built. Two for SummerSlam yeah. as opposed to, to
0: throwing it on this card. So, Which they um, still might. It might not be over, but yeah. I, but it you.
1: should have, the the first and only matchup, it should have been a one time, you know, once in a lifetime uh type of a deal. And sure. it should have been at Summerslam. But now yeah. you're you're again you're watering it down by doing it at Night of Champions. And then yeah, I'm sure they will roll it back, you know, and, and do it again. So
0: do you um, see a winner out of this one? Um I,
1: I, if if Brock and Cody are going to a, a DQ of some sort... Why overtime, can't they? Well, why, there, there's got to be a winner. Maybe. I mean, you're not going to do multiple DQs. This uh... isn't a, it's not AEW, so...
0: <laughs> ah, just my opinion. Fair. Fair. Uh, JT Wrestling, who wins and why?
3: I'm thinking along the same lines, we're probably going to bring it back in SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So... I said they let Trish win, uh, disqualification, or – Or let her cheat. Yeah. Cheat, yeah. Cheat or hold the ropes, hold her tights. Yeah, yeah. Something.
0: All right, there you go. I'll go with that. That's good. See, <laughs> JT Wrestling on the ball. How about you? Uh, fit Ugly.
2: Yeah, I think uh, – <clears throat> I think they're going to run it back anyway. I feel like whatever happened to Saudi Arabia don't count. <laughs> um, so in this instance i could definitely see trish winning yeah i could see trish winning if they decide to play this out to a SummerSlam, and then have becky go over
0: yeah only one match that counts on this card really but we'll get to it um there are three women's singles match. do you remember in saudi arabia when women couldn't even go on the trip go over and participate at all and now they got three singles women's matches on this Saudi Arabia card. How about that? Do they really? Yeah. Announced? Yeah. Uh, okay. let me get to it. Let's 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 talk. Let's talk about it, boys. Let's talk about Rhea Ripley defending the SmackDown women's championship against Natalia. I think you brought this up a little earlier, C M Funk, when we were talking about um you know, yeah. not giving any juice to this on weekly television. So being as it may, as this match has no build whatsoever, unless they do something ridiculous on SmackDown this week, who wins? I think I know your answer, but why? And uh, what is Natalia just in there? Because she, you know, she was part of one of the first women's matches in Saudi Arabia. They like her and it's kind of a Saudi Arabia thing. It's a staple now to have her in it. Um, BM Funk.
1: Yeah, I you know, I maybe. Sure. Let's go with
0: that. <laughs> I can't find I, you know, a reason for the storyline yet.
1: I well, I mean that's probably it. I mean it, and and you needed to have somebody that's decent to go up against Rhea. So, yeah. you know, um and Natalia's is a good old standby.
0: She's a, she's a hand, you know. She's yeah. uh yeah, she'll put her on a good match.
1: Uh Yeah, but but Rhea wins just in case. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: that's what I thought. That's what I <laughs> thought. Uh a uh, so fit ugly
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Rhea's going to win. I think you know Natalia being on the card, she's obviously like the she's like the consummate professional for the women's division. You know what I'm saying? So I think it makes sense to have her out there. Um, just because she's going to follow the guidelines of the country and she can put on a good match. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, she's a good representative for WWE.
0: Right. And Rhea wins, right? Oh, absolutely. Come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) JT Wrestling?
3: Yeah, I definitely see Rhea winning. Um, No doubt. uh, Maybe even cheat to win, I would say, because she's currently a heel.
0: I can see a little cheating, maybe a little judgment day. I don't know about cheating to win it's it's possible i know i think we're gonna we're more likely to get that in the becky uh trish match but I, I see where you're coming from because of the heel i see your point i understand but you do believe either way uh Rhea wins right
3: yes
0: all right so let's uh let's keep going uh the other women's match that we have on the card is Bianca Belair defending the Women's Championship against the heel Asuka. Uh, Now, I don't think this is a country that's going to do a double turn, but uh, I don't see – I love Asuka, but Asuka, again, is just, I think, playing a role, holding a place. I think Bianca wins. I don't think this is a major storyline, but I think this could be a very good match between two very good people. Fit Ugly, I'll start with you because I know how much you love Bianca Belair
2: yes i do um my favorite wrestler actually uh, i know i know
0: yeah. <laughs> just like john cena is CM Punk's yeah. favorite wrestler so
2: um i kind of i'm not too enthused about this but i do think bianca bianca wins yeah yeah i mean i just that that's just it that's, it? that's, it. Come <laughs>
0: that, <on>. that's <laughs> it what else is there to say she <laughs> cm funk you know what i
1: want to talk about on this match is how much Bianca Belair oversold the mist to her face <laughs> a couple of weeks ago?
0: I know you oh, would say something about my that.
1: My goodness, good and lord! And then they actually—I don't know if you caught anybody caught this or not—but then on the following raw, she undersold it. Support, well, they uh, she undersold it, but they had to like before the the second misting happened, they had to say that that Oscar was trying a new type of mist with uh, chili powder or something right. in it. No, I was like, seriously, right? Come on. You know, like, come on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bianca wins, but whatever. That's,
0: so. <laughs> no, I, I see what you're going with that miss thing. Uh, they, oh my God, they played, they overplayed one hand and they underplayed another. It's, it's, it's so weird. Um, sure. JT Wrestling? Um. Uh,
3: yeah, I believe Bianca's going to definitely win.
0: All right. Fair enough. Moving on. That's all we all need to say about that. Um, here's one that I'm somewhat intrigued about just because this is the only um geographic match that we have. Uh Mustafa Ali, who won a huge battle royal to win the- I should have saw this coming because of the Knight of Champions in Saudi Arabia, but I didn't even think about it. Uh Mustafa Ali is challenging Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Um I think Get we- a life, kid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, Brock. (laughs) That was good stuff. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Well, he's going to have the life beat out of him, I think. He's going to earn that uh, that ovation he's going to get from his Saudi Arabia crowd. I remember several years ago, Mustafa Ali came out. He was one of the first people that came on a Saudi Arabia show, and he got a huge ovation and a big push and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, he's going to, you know, shoot his way right to the mid card. And he sure did. And this is what he's been doing. And He's get a chance to perform in front of his country. He's gonna get the hell beat out of him.
1: He's not from. He's not from Saudi Arabia. He's. From I understand Syria. that. No, Mansour is the. Uh, I Mansoor know is the Saudi Arabian guy.
0: Right, Mansour. He's the one of the guys that got. I'm just thinking that, that, that this is the closest thing to anything geographical that we have. I didn't. You know. I don't know. Gunther wins. I guess that's all I say. Well, yes. yes. To, I to mean, <laughs> guess, yes, yes. I mean, to <laughs> it's just a matter of how quickly he wins. I want this to be a squash. I don't want him to beat him in eight seconds. I want him to beat the shit out of Mustafa Ali. I got no problem, you know, with the man. But if they're going to give him this spot on a major premium live event, just make him earn it.
2: He's not going to squash Mustafa Ali
0: in Saudi Arabia. I didn't. I, 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 I guess, I'm guessing six to eight minutes. That's my call.
2: Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying, like Ali is going to get some stuff in. Yeah,
0: like,
2: he's not just going to get beat the hell up.
0: No, I. But you know, the chops are going to be sufficient. The kicks, the power bomb, however he finishes them, Gunther wins. Does everybody agree?
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gunther wins. All right. Here is now. This one's a little more intriguing. Uh, this is part of the triple main event. Um. This is a tag team match for the undisputed tag team championships. And this one actually has some storyline going into it, uh, at least on one side. So you got the current champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, still from WrestleMania, have defended a few times, held on to it. They're defending the titles against the bloodline, but it's not Jimmy and Jey Uso this time. Jimmy and Jey Uso have been told to stay home, because Roman said he's going to take care of this one himself. I got I got one problem with this. It's Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman in the corner. Um, obviously, you get your main eventers in there. Um, you, you got a hell of a lot of talent in this match. I think this match could be good on paper. Here's, here's the thing that I want somebody to bring out and put in Roman's face. This is the night of champions. You are the undisputed champion. You're not defending your title. Um, I want somebody... I don't care who it is, Cody, whatever. I want somebody to use that story to throw that in his face. Um, So that's just me. As far as a winner goes, uh, I'm torn. I'll come back to that. Let's start with uh, Fit Ugly. What do you think about this match? Storyline? Who do you think wins?
2: You said said, uh, which match?
0: It's uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the tag team titles against uh, Roman and Solo of the Bloodline.
2: Um, I, no, I think, uh, I think Kevin and uh, Sami wins.
0: They keep the titles. Yeah,
2: absolutely, yes.
0: Okay. Do Do the Usos come out and screw this up for the Bloodline? Because I don't see Roman taking a pin, and as much as they're pushing Solo, I don't see him taking a pin either.
2: Yes, I think that it's going to be some Solo's
0: going to get pinned. It, Solo's it's going to be going some to, kind of Yes, bullshit.
2: My my thought process is solo gets pinned, Uso's interfere, riddle comes out, causes something to happen, and solo ends up getting pinned. Okay. Which then just furthers the you know descent in the bloodline.
0: Okay. And that's I like that. That's cool. And then Kevin and Sammy keep the titles. Okay. Um okay, fair. Uh JT wrestling.
3: I can definitely see the Usos um, interfering and as far as someone bringing up the um, non-title defensive. For Roman, like you said, maybe Cody or someone else just says, so you lost that match. How about a match for your belts or something to that point? Maybe okay. the loser of um of Rollins and
0: AJ. There you go, and we're gonna talk about that next for damn sure. CM Funk, what do you think about this uh, tag team title match?
1: All right, so here here we go. Here we, here go. we go.
0: That's why All I came right. to you last. R- Roman and Solo
1: <laughs> are winning the tag team titles. Okay, so Roman has the tag team titles, right? And then and then he gets challenged by Seth or AJ and wins the World Heavyweight Championship. And has every single title other than the IC and, US, and United States title belts, but he has all the ones that matter in storylines. Oh boy, there Damn. we go.
0: That's yep. right, and that all oh, happens yeah, totally at Night crazy. of Champions.
1: <laughs> exactly, and it'll just, then he'll come out on Monday Night Raw and say it'll be called Night of Champion from here on out. Mm. Now that's storytelling.
0: <laughs> that is that is storytelling. Uh, it, that is um, well. Let's just.
1: Honestly, I do think I, I I think Roman and Solo win the tag team title, so
0: Okay. In all honesty. Fair. Um I I you know, that's actually what I was gonna say earlier. If I had to pick a winner out of this, um, I, I think it would have to be them because th- that's where all the story is right now. And if you add the titles to that, that's just one more layer to the story. Kevin and Sammy don't need it. They right. they they had their story, they had their glory at WrestleMania. I'm proud of them. That's great. They don't need the titles anymore. So you know it's time for them to to actually veer off and then have a feud against each other again probably right um, and then
1: you can then you can have the usos and solo and uh, roman for the tag team titles and the usos finally get one over on roman
0: in- exactly yeah see i see what you're saying there so jt mentioned it and so did you cm let's just talk about it the third part of the main event seth Freak, Rollins versus AJ Styles, AJ Styles, who has not been in a premium live event situation for quite a while, uh, comes out, wins the, uh, tournament, to uh, be the SmackDown representative. So this is for the very, the uh, reintroduced brand new world heavyweight championship. Um, so far, all of the steam is behind Seth Freak, and Rollins. All of the crowd participation is around Seth freaking Rollins. AJ is a fantastic hand, a fantastic worker, has absolutely no story behind him whatsoever right now. Um, but this match in ring competition absolutely can be five star 100%. But I don't see this turning out any other, unless. Unless the, the the thing happens, like CM Funk says, and, and the challenge comes about, um, I don't see anybody else winning this match other than Seth Rollins. So let's start with uh, JT Wrestling this time. What do you think? Uh, about
3: Seth, I, I, I definitely see Seth winning.
0: Um. Okay. And do you see anything about that uh, CM Funk aftermath possibility? More than likely, yeah. Okay. Fair. And even if the championship match happen- doesn't happen that night, which it could, um, I, I, de- I definitely see somebody calling Roman out. I really want to see that. Um, And if you uh, – Monday Night Raw this past week when they were doing the big two, three-part interview of Seth Rollins backstage mm-hmm. with Corey Graves, he actually took a real good chunk of time to call out Roman. Um, So – we could get back into that again, Seth versus Roman. First time, anytime, first time anywhere this year. Um, But of course we haven't seen it in this situation yet. So anyway, um, CM Funk, how about you? Obviously what you just said, uh, but do you think if, if, uh, who do you think is going to win this match first before Roman walks away with all the titles?
1: I I don't want to steal anything that uh, fit might, uh, might uh, chime in here with, but (laughs) is this the most obvious (laughs) <laughs> set up for it to be a swerve that there's ever been Like, I believe. I mean, it's all about Seth Rollins and he's the obvious choice to win since he's born yeah. Monday Night Raw right? all that stuff AJ almost has to win I feel like I mean it. I, I don't what's the point of it otherwise other than yes you're going to get a good match because you have two of the best in the world going but there's right. no okay Seth's going to win alright whoopee like now what So
0: this is the same thing that I see with Rhea versus Natalia. It's a good hand, but there's no, there's no chance of winning. But if you want to talk about the swerve, that's what could happen. Because the only reason, because you're not going to have Roman beat Seth in a quick bit to get the title. If anything that were to happen, Roman would come out and help uh, or Roman in the bloodline would help AJ win after going through a match with Seth. And as soon as AJ wins, he loses it two minutes later to Roman.
1: It, there's got to be more story to it, so I'm I'm with you. I'm hoping that there's something more
0: to all this. Okay, fair enough. Fit ugly.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna just take. I'm gonna
2: take Seth. I'm I'm I'm. I don't think. I just feel like, <clears throat> like you said, with the Rhea Ripley and Charlotte thing. I I think they are just going to go simple and expect it on this one. I, I'm gonna take Seth.
0: I like the way and I hear you're saying I, I believe you're right, but I love the way CM Funk looks at this angle because I, I I think ahead like that, too. And and with Triple H booking, I can see it being more of a possibility. If this was a Vince show straight up, we wouldn't have this card. <laughs> First of all, it would all be different. But uh, if it was Seth Rollins versus anybody for the World Heavyweight title, Seth wins hands down. Crowd sings night over. But. I would love to see something of more substance at the end of this, because this has to be, I've said this before and I was wrong. This has to be the main event of the night, the last match of the night, right?
1: You would think so with all that they're putting into it.
0: Yeah. Unless they do a Cody versus Brock again, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, and that's the other thing I could see out of that. If Brock got screwed again, or if Cody got one up on him again, I could see Brock attacking AJ as well. And Brock taking the title. Mm. Because they've been talking about this being the workhorse title. You want to be you want the biggest swerve in the world? Give it to the guy who's not going to come back for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And he won't come back. And then Triple H will come out and be like, damn it, I got screwed again. <laughs> Now I got two guys that won't defend titles. Uh, you know, I'm just saying this, there's a lot of ways they could go with that. All right. That's night of champions real quick. I want to throw in. I know we're getting the t- countdown clock and we'll talk about this next time too. Um, CM funk. This is more for you and me uh, double or nothing. AEW this upcoming weekend. Uh, there's nine matches on the card, which means it's going to be about a four and a half hour pay-per-view uh, <laughs> on a Sunday. Uh, you know where the m- next Monday is Memorial day, which is okay. Um, there's a lot of interesting things. Uh, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, unsanctioned. Um, Jade Cargo going for her streak against Tara Valkyrie. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club against the Elite in an Anarchy in the Arena match. That could be interesting. Uh, but the big one is the four pillars. The four-way match for the AEW World Championship. MJF defending against Sami Guevara, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and da- uh, Darby Allen. I just want to get... Uh, real quick, CM Funk. What do you see out of this? It's a four-way. There's no disqualification, no count-out. I don't know. It doesn't say elimination match, so it's first pinfall. Who wins and why?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the stipulations are there for MJF to lose, but there's no way he's losing. Gotcha. The other, the other three guys are there to take a pinfall. You know, uh, pick pick one of them doesn't matter. And I, I love, I love all three of them. I love all four guys in the match, but. You know, yeah, end of the day, it's MJF.
0: I feel you. Uh Fit Ugly, you been following AEW at all? I have not. Fair. It's uh it's worth a lot, it's worth a watch when you can online or uh, you know, whatever it is. Hulu, I don't know if they have it, but uh online they do show some clips. It's worth it. Uh JT Wrestling, I know you kind of been in and out on AEW with us. Do you have an opinion about this match?
3: Um, from what I'm listening to, I definitely think um uh, MJF is gonna win um you said there's like stipulations that it's there just there's chance? yeah no there count out
0: no disqualification it's it's four-way oh, no disqualification no
3: disqualification okay so. so no disqualification he definitely wins <laughs> by chair shot or whatever and just beats someone
0: sweet I see it. It's going to be interesting. And, and and CM Funk, I'll follow up with you about that. Um, yeah, Will
2: CM Funk be back?
0: Yeah, see ah. they got this new collision show, and I think even uh, tonight as we speak, when we go to watch uh, Dynamite, um, it may have even already happened. Tony Khan was going to announce where it was going to happen. Uh, probably Chicago. It's supposed
1: to be at the United Center in Chicago. Yeah. There
0: you go. And CM Funk is uh, definitely, they, they brought him out to introduce Rampage, so Why wouldn't they bring him back out to introduce Collision? I don't know if he'll be a wrestler. I don't know if he'll be – who knows? But that's what I'm guessing, Um, this new show, Collision, starting in June. So we'll see. And they're they're, they're, – what do you call it? Um, AEW behind-the-scenes show. That hasn't been too bad either. I've been trying to check that out. It's not bad. Um, So anyway, uh, I want to thank you guys for Episode 116. Um, I want you to have a great Memorial day. Enjoy the beginning of the summer. Uh, and I want to just get some last words here. Uh, we're going to, I'm i am talking a big uh, fit ugly. We're going to start a segment called no holds barred. I know y'all know what that is. Um, we'll figure that out, but uh, fit ugly man. Number eight. This is great. I appreciate you. CM funk. Thank you.
1: Oh, love it guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me as always.
0: Of course. JT wrestling. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And Fit Ugly, you demand. man. I appreciate you. Appreciate
3: it. Appreciate you.
0: Three, two, one. James do go. Before we get cut off. <laughs> Boom.